0: Yeah, Gary, I do think this season is it's due to be interesting. Let's hear what the front free has to say about this. There's only three wise men will listen to. There's only three white men will listen to. It's the front free, no, it's the front free. There's only three wise men will listen to. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Front Free podcast with myself, big Will, Coach Dan and the prodigy himself. Today is just myself and AJ. AJ, how you doing? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> nah, I'm all good, bro. I'm all good. How you doing? I'm all right, sir. I'm all right, sir. Where, where's coach? <laughs> Listen, your guess is as good as mine. The
1: guy's gone AWOL. I think because he didn't get a Newcastle job, he's feeling a bit,
0: a bit iffy. Salt-y, a bit salty, I think. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So in today's episode, Um, We're going to look at West Ham United, who um, are a completely different prospect under David Moyes, with their manager feeling that they are ready for a shot at the top four this season. And this Sunday's match with Liverpool uh, will give us a chance to see just how far they've actually come. And to help us preview the match is a reporter who previously worked for the Sunday Times and Talk Sport, who now covers the Hammers for the Athletic. It is the one and only Rashane Thomas. How are you doing, Rashane?
2: I'm all good, Will. But Will, you, you switched on your, your formal voice in no time, bro. Like zero point <laughs> five seconds, bro.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: screaming. <laughs> oh man, I'm different all good. I'm all different, good. Different hats with <laughs> different
1: settings. You know them ones. Ah, uh, for sure. For uh,
0: sure. You've, you've outed me already, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm glad you I'm glad you're well, man. So yeah, let's talk about West Ham then. So um. Back in December 2019, you know they were stuck in the relegation zone. Uh, Mikhail Antonio had crashed his Lamborghini into a, a garden wall. I mean, it was all looking pretty, pretty bleak for West Ham uh, not so long ago. And now, um, things have really t- turned around, haven't they?
2: Ah, uh, turned around massively. And even that story, because I, I was the one who wrote that story on um, on Mikel Antonio smashing the yeah. Lamborghini. Yeah, and even that day was just crazy itself. Just um, crazy. So. The Club's come a long way since then. Moy's completely transformed the club, him and his coaching staff. When they took over the the objective was to keep West Ham in the league. Mm-hmm. And since then, West Ham are now on a European tour, as we've seen. Yeah. Recruitment's been good. Jared Boren, Thomas Solchek, Vader Massafal, Craig Dawson. I've reached the point where some of the players have nicknames. So <laughs> Jared Boren's Argyan Boren, Craig Dawson's <laughs> Virgil, Vir, um Virgil Van Dawson, and all blue passport Beckenbauer. It's just it's just crazy. So yeah, uh-huh. long way to continue.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, what's been there? I mean, I guess it can't just boil down to one specific thing. But in terms of what Moyes has done, what have you seen in terms of how he's been able to turn fortunes around at West Ham?
2: Oh, number two, a is real. I'll probably start by recruitment because that's been really key in terms of um, the progress the club's made. Because when you think of a club like West Ham previously... Quite often it was players looking for one last payday. So listen, I'm not even trying to, yeah. I'm not even trying to, you know, put man on the bus here. about cough, cough, <laughs> some menagerie. In yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Players just just, just weren't, weren't really fighting for the shirt. Whereas now, the priority is to get players who have resale value. So we're seeing players like Bowen, for example, be linked to the move to Liverpool. You know, players like that who are on the cross of like an England call up. Mm-hmm. So it's been great to see another thing's been the camaraderie in in a, in, a, in, a, in a squad. So last season, for example, there was a lot of team bonding. So we're doing like building like tiles with spaghetti, for example, mm. stuff like that, going, yeah. out, going out for meals with our families, with Moyes. Mm. But I'll probably say the, the one thing I put it down to you guys is my uh, management.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, that may sound like a cliche thing, but it's so, it's so key for West Ham right now because notice how over the past, what, 20 months, not mm. one player has come complained to the media, but I like him playing time. Ooh. not one player Moise has a habit of making everyone feel involved and I feel like that's also been another positive factor behind um, the progress the club has made because quite often let's say for example now you've got the, um, the break coming up international break Yeah. let's say you're a Spanish player or South American player quite often you'll speak to your, you know, the media outlets in that country and say yeah, I'm looking for a move to a bigger club I can't wait to leave West Ham whereas now you've got someone like a four now saying I can see myself retiring at West Ham so that shows mm. again how the culture changed the club
0: Wow, that's that's tremendous. And so, um, in terms of sort of the on the pitch, so for those who may have not seen West Ham as much over the last sort of year or so, how would you sort of describe their style of play?
2: Listen, if you're not watching West Ham right now, you're sleeping on a job. You gotta be watching West Ham right now. <laughs> best, best club to be watching on Honestly. TV. But the formations, the formations are four-two-three-one. Mm-hmm. So, great back four, obviously, Solchek and Rice in midfield. Ben Rama, four Niles and Bowen behind Antonio up front. So, that tends to be the um, yeah, starting lineup. But, yeah, great attacking football, a team that's great on the counter. So, we saw that in the 4-1 win against Aston Villa last weekend. Yeah. And, obviously, you have to look at the, the, the amount of game that's been live this season for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Every other week, you feel like there's a live game, which is yeah. bad for me in terms of travelling because <laughs> I'm going to these grounds at like crazy times. But... <laughs> So that's also, if you're on neutral right now, you enjoy watching West Ham. Whereas before, let's yeah. say West Ham against I don't know, Aston Villa, you're not really watching, right? You're playing mm-hmm. FIFA or Call of Duty. You, you watch that match. <laughs> whereas now you want to watch it because you know it's going to be goals. So that's also
0: another
2: yeah. you know, factor behind excitement on the Moyes.
0: Definitely. Um, AJ, um, what have you made of West Ham and Moyes?
2: Wow.
1: Um, wow is the first word that comes to my mind when I think of West Ham, only because of we've seen West Ham over the years. You know. Um, struggle, we've seen them not have a real identity of football, we've seen managers come and go, and to be fair, when David Moyes was appointed at West Ham, there were many eyebrows raised you know, but the truth of the matter is if you look at his fact file, if you look at his, his discography, you know David Moyes is a good manager. You know, we saw what he done at Everton for over a decade, I believe it was, you know. And so many people said, you know, he will actually do well at West Ham if he settles a squad, gets a few in and gets his ideas across to him, they could do well. And those people who said that, well, they're being proved right, you know, by by how well West Ham are doing, you know. And, you know, um, Rashane was saying, you know, the man management. And you can see that. You can see that all the players are playing for him you know, they've bought into the way he wants to play. On the counter-attack, West Ham are scintillating. And I think a massive, massive, um, a massive, massive part of that is, you know, Declan Rice and Thomas Suchek in that, in that middle. You know, I think Declan Rice is a great ball player. You know, he sniffs and puts out fires. And then, you know, when you have another midfield partner who also pops up with goals, you know, in Suchek, who is an absolute man mountain, but he also will fight for everything. It it gives you a good basis to play off. You know, it gives the front four that freedom to go and express themselves. And, you know, we've all seen how Moises transformed Mikel Antonio into some unbelievable number nine. who has everything, the pace, the power, the the guile, you know, and and the ability to hit the back of the net. Um, You know, and his form has been incredible. And, And then you look at the signings of Jared Bowen and Ben Rama. Ben Rama is someone I've looked at for a very long time. I was a big fan of his at Brentford. And I was actually very happy when West Ham got, got him, you know. Started off a bit slow. I think he, he probably played or started about 16 games when he first come in, if that. And this season, you can see that the belief is on another level. Those who haven't seen him, just last night, I believe it was, in the Europa Conference, he scored two goals and they were both incredible, you know. And he was playing in the central role, you know. So also in that West Ham team, what Moyes has kind of like created is players who can interchange and switch. And it doesn't affect the balance of the team. The mantra is still the same. So I've been very, very, very impressed by what David Moyes is doing at West Ham. Very impressed.
0: Definitely. And so, Rashane, um, at the outset, I said that Moyes, you know, you know, was up front and said, you know, they're going for that top four spot. Um, What do you think their chances are in terms of them reaching that that target or goal?
2: Before, before I answer your question, I'm going to say, Andrew made some, some great points. I mean, yeah. scintillating, I've heard that word in a minute, bro. Heard that <laughs> all the time, so, yeah. You know, you when know, you do like GCC English, you use some big words to get extra points.
1: Nah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard that word nah. in a minute. <laughs> now, nah, they have been scary on the counter. We saw it against Villa. You know, Villa tried to control the ball, and West Ham said, That's fine. We'll hit you on the counter. When we hit you, it's going to hurt. And every time mm. I see West Ham counter, if they don't score, they fashion a very, very good chance. So the the front four being so clinical, it's really good to see. Honestly,
2: no, for sure, but yeah. Well, in response to your question, um, yeah, West Ham can definitely finish in the top four for sure. Only missed out on two points last season. And um, I will say this: had Rice not suffered an injury uh, for England, and Antonio not picked up a hamstring mm. injury, the team would have done it. They would have done it. So yeah. And the thing is, the, the squad's improved massively since then. There's more squad depth. So you got Nikola Vlasic. Kurt Zoom and others that we touched on already. So they've come in and slotted in well. And the thing about West Ham is they've shown, well, so far they've shown that last season was not a fluke. So for example, in the Carabao Cup, the wins against Man City and Man United, bearing mind it wasn't even a full strength yeah. squad or full shot last them Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. And still won. So for sure. And as AJ said, uh, Ben Rama, that goal we scored last night was so disrespectful. So disrespectful. I think Ben Rama, that man has kids. There's <laughs> no one need to be doing that. No,
1: no it was Neymar-esque. It was Neymar-esque. <laughs> That's what it was.
2: So, so that that show and the thing is, right? It's worth mentioning that where Ben Rama, he's a player that right, needs confidence. And Declan Rice said it after, after the match, he's the sort of player you've got to tell him you're going to be the best player, you're going to have the best game. And I spoke to um, Alan Irvin about two weeks ago just to get insight into Ben Rama. And he said last season, because if you remember, Lingard came in, so obviously that meant Thank less you. minutes for Ben Rama. And he was saying after every training session, he and uh, Ben Rama or the work on finishing. Against Nathan shot the young goalkeeper, the work on free kicks, just find any ways that Ben Rama can have that extra 5% over players in the running position. And since then, it's had to be a side effect. He's pretty much started every match this season. He's playing well. And yeah, long may it continue because, as as David said, Brentford, we all saw him, just great goals. That goal against Fulham, against Michael Hector. I haven't heard from Michael Hector since that match. Since that match, I've actually <laughs> I have, I have, I have no sight of Michael Hector since that match. So that shows what Ben Rama has in his locker, of course. So yeah, long may it continue.
0: Definitely. Um, and then talk about the role that uh, Mark Noble's playing right now. Like you said, they've got a bigger squad now and he wouldn't necessarily be in there starting eleven. but of course he's been like um such a furniture at that club, club for such a long time. Talk talk to us about his role in the club at the moment.
2: No, Mark, yeah, Mark's, Mark's a West Ham legend, Mr. West Ham, yeah. everyone calls him. The thing about Mark is we all know he's at age now, but he's not really going to have the impact. We would like to see him having matches. So last night, for example, against Genk, he didn't have his best game But with Ben, so with Mark Noble, he's great behind the scenes. So Mm. I'll start by saying the young players, for example, every young player I speak to at West Ham, we all say Mark Noble is the guy to go to for advice because he's been there, he's done it, Mm. played more than 500 games for West Ham. And last night, for example, you saw the young kid, well, the young promising defender, Jamal Baptiste on the bench, the young promising attacking midfielder, Chess on the bench, and both of them have gone to Mark for advice, and he's been great for them. So we're not really seeing the impact Mark having on the pitch, but we've definitely seen it behind the pitch, uh, behind the scenes, rather. And I know quite often players, because this this will be Mark last season before he retires. Mm -hmm. I know quite often players go to become pundits or managers, whereas it seems likely Mark trying to go down the um, sport director route. Mm. And we don't really see that much, and that that that, you know that that could work out for him because he's seen everyone come and go at West Ham, like everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So
2: obviously the club will be tapping into expertise for sure.
0: Definitely. Um, and then obviously that leads us to talking about Declan Rice, who AJ mentioned um already. I mean, he's such a great player already. Um, just how firstly, just how good can he be? And secondly, obviously he's the vice captain. Um, do you see him staying at West Ham for quite a while?
2: Well well, well first of all, bro, I feel very offended by this question. It's not can, how good can he be? He's good already, bro. Yeah. This guy's good already. Yeah. With West Ham fans, we 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 call him Deckenbauer. Because, you know, after Franz Beckenbauer, that's yeah. his nickname, of course. And the thing is, right, it was during the Euros where um, where deck showed everyone what he can do because quite often with West Ham, other fans would be like, oh, Dex and silver-rated. He does is pass the ball square. To be fair, the one, the one person I'm calling out, in fact, is Graham Souness, because he has come out and said some crazy stuff when it comes to Declan Rice. <laughs> he's saying Declan Rice should play the centre-back. I'm thinking, Graham, what are you watching? There's no way this guy should be playing centre-back. He's one of the best young midfielders in Europe right now. And we saw that in his goal against, uh, I think it was Genk, if I'm not mistaken, where he wanted that great solo run. Mm-hmm. scored. That's what Rice has in his locker right now. 22, so young, nowhere in his prime. It's scary to think how good he'll be when he's like 27, 28. Mm. And before the Euro, I spoke to um, Kevin Olin. Mm-hmm. and he was saying, "If ever, ever, everyone's saying like Jack Grealish, Harry, uh, sorry, uh, Mason Mount, Harry Kane, everyone's saying they're going to be important for England, And you got to also put deck into that." Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to say that because the reason why I bring them up is if you think about next summer, sorry, next year for the World Cup, mm-hmm. if you were to just pick five players that'll be in Gareth Southgate's starting lineup like, for the first match, I guarantee you one of them will be Declan Rice. Yeah, I guarantee one of them we deck can Rise. That's how important he is now for England. And in terms of everyone not he'll stay. Listen, realistically, I think this will be his last season at West Ham. I mm. really do because you got Man United. Even if you they got,
0: make the Champions you know, League.
2: Yeah, because some someone will make an offer for him because yeah. the way deck is going on right now, his value is gonna keep going up and up and up and up. Mm. It's not going down anytime soon. Yeah. David Moyes did an interview with, um, with Sky Sports about two weeks ago. And he said, "There you was know, the time when 100 million was a bargain for, for Declan Rice and now it's not a bargain at all. No. So that tells you how much he values him. I know the average fan would think, oh, no way Declan Rice worth that much, but he really is for West Ham. You don't really see holding midfielders go for that money, but he's worth that much for, for West Ham, big time, because mm-hmm. the guy is just so good. I, I think he's, not even think, I know this guy is a generational talent. That's how highly rated I, I, I think That's how much I think of Declan Rice right now. So mm. he's great. He's got more to improve on, of course, you could score more goals, but we're seeing that a type of guy, like, for example, before pre-season, of mine, you know, he's living life. He's on he's a beat somewhere. I think he went to Cyprus, I'm not mistaken. He's, no, I think it was Ibiza, in fact. He's living life. He's got palm trees, nice weather. He's, he's living the, the good life. But the thing about Deck is he arrived for pre-season training five days ahead of schedule. Mm. That tells you about this guy's mindset. Yeah. You don't have to do that. He could have been chilling, you know with Salt bay and having to get some salt on his, on his steak and all that sort of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't doing that. He was determined to come back and be fully fit for the new season. So, yeah, I could I speak all day about Declan Rice. He's just such a talented player.
0: Mate, I didn't even want to stop you there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, AJ, your thoughts on Declan?
1: Declan Rice, what a
0: talent. I mean, do you know what? I've
1: been guilty of actually criticising Declan Rice, especially when he plays for England. I feel like he plays a bit too safe. I feel like he's got he's got the handbrake on. Do you feel me? And I've criticized him openly. I think Will, you know, coach knows those who listen to yeah. our pod have heard me criticize him a few times. Because I just feel like when he plays for England compared to when he plays for West Ham, we see a totally different player. With West Ham, we see a leader. We see someone who, who wants to take risks, someone who carries the ball, you know, 40, 50 yards. Someone, someone who, who's passing range is, is, is great to watch. Someone who passes forward with, with a bit of pace, with incision. And then you watch him for England and it's sideways and it's backwards. So for me, I, my judgment was a bit clouded because I was just seeing him through the lens of England. But at West Ham, he's he's their most important player. He is he is you know their linchpin, and I think you know uh, um, was it when Lampard was in charge of Chelsea? You know he was heavily linked to Chelsea. You know a lot of us thought he'd go to Chelsea. Obviously Lampard got the chop, and um, Declan Nobed came in for Declan Rice. But I think Rashane's right. I think he could go in the summer. He could go in the summer. I mean, United need a midfielder of his ilk. So do City. Chelsea would love to have him, but, but but they've got loads of midfielders. But you look at him. He's will love him. Yeah, but he'd never go. To, that's, <laughs> that's a, a backward that step. Just... That's, that's a backward step. <laughs> <laughs> <that's a> <laughs> step. And so yeah, so you look at it, and you know he's English as well, and to to be a talented midfielder and be English, you know that means your price immediately is 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 up. You know your price is astronomical, you know, the English market for the English players, the market for them is, the price is unbelievable so, you know, 100 million, maybe that was last season or the season before, but right now, you know, you're looking to Declan Wright, you're going to have to stump up a huge fee, and you know, and I don't know if he'll go at I don't know, I think, I think he's very committed to West Ham, I think um, yeah, I think if West Ham make Champions League, I think he'll stay if they don't, I think he'll consider his options but he is a joy to watch at the moment um, he's not one who gets injured a lot, so that means that you know we'll be seeing him for a very, very long time in terms of longevity. And yeah, I for West Ham, watching him play for West Ham is a joy. Watching him
0: play for England is sad. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna say. Nah, but got, is that more got, down to Southgate than necessarily Declan or. No,
2: nah, it, it is more. So, I got. I got. I got. I got a couple follow up because in the Euros, right, mm. Bryce were told to be a bit, be a bit cautious in terms of the play. Don't make that many direct runs. So that was like a. That's what he's been told by by Southgate, of course. So that's one of the mm. reasons why he's a bit—he's not the same player you see for West Ham yeah, in, but you see. Yeah, definitely. fact he showed it now, becoming more of a box-to-box midfielder. I do mm-hmm. think over time we'll see Southgate given the license to make, you know, those run because he does it well for West Ham. Does it well for West Ham every week? He does so forward run. So hopefully we see that, of course. And again, whether or not he stays a goal. I, I just I just can't see a club thinking we, we we need a player like Declan Rice right now. I think of all the other top the top four clubs and I think they all look at Declan Rice and think, you know what, he'll improve us. I look at a club like Man United right now. Mm-hmm. They're doing pretty much dog dot goose in terms of at their midfield. They have, they have, they have, they have a clue. And <laughs> I feel like they'll look at someone like Declan Rice and think, you know what, he could improve us massively. They got a, a good a good forward, they got a relatively good defense. Midfield's a bit shaky at the minute. So they could look at him and be like, you know what, he can solve our problem. But when it comes to Deck, I think a club will try and be smart. So they'll will bid maybe let's say, 70, 80 million and they'll or even less, maybe sixty million, and make it like a mm. pair swap deal, put a bit of cash in it.
0: So mm. I can be, a cl- mm. I can see a club
2: trying to be, trying to be a bit clever and do that to try and uh, try and sign Deck.
0: Definitely. Um. So. Just before we move on to uh, the game on Sunday, uh, what can you tell us about the Czech billionaire Daniel uh, Krasinski? Um Last week, he bought a 27% stake in the club. Um, how close do you think, or how how much longer do you think it will be before he actually takes uh, full ownership of the club, if that even happens? So he,
2: he, he hasn't actually bought the stake yet. It's still it's still uh, it's still negotiating. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't it hasn't uh, been completed just yet, but. Man, regarding Daniel, because he's got a 40% stake in that Sparta Prague. Very successful businessman. Well, he's a billionaire, in fact. So that's, yeah. that's always well, nice. Thanks to Royal Mail nice. and, and Sainsbury's, money, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always, always nice, you know, and he already got a bit of money, of course. So, so yeah, that's him. But I, I have my reservations about Daniel, if I'm being honest, because mm. I look at Sparta Prague's managers over the past, what, seven years, I mean, has been a high turnover of managers. Mm. A high turnover of managers. So let's say he does eventually get full control of the club. That uh, Does not really respond well in terms of, you know, who could potentially? Well, we all know right now Moise is the man. But let's say you were to leave, we wouldn't really respond well in terms of a high turnover to see a spot at CS Prague, because the thing is, we all know that the owners will sell up at some point, but it won't be before it won't be before twenty twenty three because there's a clause in there with the stadium, and it just it'll be sanctions, and it just it just wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at around twenty twenty three in terms of when they'll eventually sell up, if if it were to come to that, of course, but. For the time being, the owners, they've been great in terms of giving Moise the licence to buy players. They've pretty much been under the radar now, so you don't really hear much from Cameron Bray, You don't really hear much from David Sullivan. You used to hear about really hear them much so them.
0: much before, didn't you?
2: You used to hear about them way too much, yeah. way too much previously. But now they've, they've no, they have got the right balance now so and to be fair while we're at the press box we we sort of can see them from where we sit so you see mm-hmm. Karen kind of Brady clapping after matches looks like you see to be fair Sullivan's at every match like I don't know how he has the energy he's, he's at every match so he's also <laughs> happy to watch the team and chase them on so yeah credit to owners because they have been good in, to be fair in terms of giving them the license to do his job
0: absolutely so looking ahead to Sunday's clash against Liverpool uh, we've no know, we've known sorry that um after these um european matches midweek um, West Ham have lost quite a few of quite a few games, so um, how do you see this game shaping up against Liverpool?
2: I- I'm confident West Ham can get a good result, guys. Honestly, I, I think Jurgen Klopp's thinking right now. Fuck's sake, why are you playing Liverpool? Why are you playing West Ham next? I could do, it, I could do about West Ham next. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's how he look at it, and yeah, um, yeah, I think West Ham can get a good result. I think West Ham have a better midfield than Liverpool right now. Of all time, Solskjaer has been in great form. He- he's still capable of scoring from a set piece. He covers so much ground. So that will also uh, be an interesting midfield battle between them. Antonio, that'll be interesting to see him come up against Van Dijk, of course. So, mm-hmm. look, I, think, I reckon it'll be a 1-0 win. I think, I think Bowen will score the winning, the, the winner. Wow. But it'll be a great match for the neutrals, of course. But, look, the thing with West Ham right now, they have the blade they can win these big matches. So mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, for example, the wins against Man City and Man United. No one really gave West Ham a chance to win those matches, but yet they were able to do it. So I look at Liverpool right now and think, yes, uh, uh, Mo Salah's in great form, yes, Mahler is in great form I know Firmino's injured, so he won't play It'll probably be Yota, and they got a great attack in three, but listen, West Ham can still do it West Ham can beat anyone over a day
0: Absolutely, and if you look at Liverpool of late defensively, they haven't been absolutely rock solid if you look at um, the game against Brighton as well um, they gave them a few troubles so, you know, uh, I'm sure West Ham will do much more than that as well
2: Yeah, hopefully, and as, as I mentioned, we saw West Ham play relatively well in the second half against Gang. The emphatic 4-1 win last week against Aston Villa with good momentum right now at West Ham. And yeah, I know I mentioned already, but the players have self-belief. They go into these matches thinking, yeah, we can get a positive result. We can be anyone. And that's been a great change over the years from from David Moyes to how it used to be under Pellegrini. Pellegrini, he was just happy to get a draw, really. You're mm-hmm. not even happy, you're grateful to get a draw. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now the players have the belief they can win. So yeah, full credit to Moyes and Coach staff for changing the culture at West Ham.
0: AJ what are your thoughts on um how West Ham Liverpool will shape up to be on Sunday
2: I think it'll be a very interesting
1: tactical battle um will West Ham try and soak up the pressure because I don't uh, soak up the pressure and hit on the counter like they do so well or will it will they try and take the game to Liverpool in in the early stages we know how fast Liverpool start games so I think if West Ham can contain Liverpool for the first 15 minutes 15 20 minutes then the game is 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 anyone's to win um Again, some interesting battles across the pitch. Um, notably, obviously, Mikel Antonio against Jean Matip and um, Virgil. Then you look at out a wide you know, Bowen against um, Trent. How, how's that going to sign up? Or if Bowen swaps with Fornals? You know, it's just little little battles across the pitch that, that will, will be very, very telling. But I don't think it'll be an easy day. I think Liverpool probably thinking, yeah, this is kind of one of the worst games they have Especially after playing in Europe, even though they had a good result. But you know, you wanna come you wanna play at the weekend against a team that won't give you no trouble. You know, the players will get their rest and and then you can move on. And so, you know, that that's that's the that's the way to look at it. But I think it's gonna be a great game for the neutral. Um do I think West Ham will get a result? Hmm. B- be stop? careful with your
2: answers, AJ.
1: Look, whatever, whatever, whatever it comes to Liverpool, yeah. The first question I ask nowadays is, can West Ham stop Salah? That's my question. Because if they can stop Salah, <laughs> then do you know, what I mean, I give them a fair chance. But I think, guys, I'm gonna. Be, I think, I think, oh, I don't know. Will it be a draw? I'm more inclined to say it'll be a draw right now. I can't lie. I think it'll be could a be
0: like a three-three game, like just, yeah, like I a two-two, three-three, <laughs> yeah. something crazy. Yeah. yeah. Scoring, yeah. Like I you think.
1: said, like you rightly said, Liverpool been shipping goals recently, which has been very, very um very, very interesting actually, because you're trying to work out where they're shipping goals from. And a lot of goals that I've seen them concede has been, you know, the third man runs and them not being tracked through midfield, which is very unlike Liverpool, or Virgil being too slow, Trent being exposed. So if West Ham can get in these gaps and and you know, get in behind Liverpool, then I think I think I think West Ham West Ham could do something special on Sunday, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the game honestly.
0: Uh, I'm sure Roshane will be there. And um, what's the what's the atmosphere like at the London Stadium?
2: You know what? It's really good these days. Like really, really good. Before <laughs> the thing is right, the stadium would never be like home. I never yeah. feel like Hopton Park. That like, that would never happen. But now the atmosphere has been really good. Like really, really good and for me in terms of like when I come to matches. I prefer away games because. I don't know, it's just it's just a, it's just a different different feeling at away games. I remember the season open at Newcastle. Ah, oh, it was amazing. The atmosphere mm-hmm. was just brilliant. One of the best games I've been to to Atmosphere it was that good. Really, really good. But the European Knights, for example, they started doing this light show before matches. Yeah. And I was, I had a lot about like I think what this stupid light show everyone's going about. No one cares about a stupid light show, but honestly, this light show, I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. This should be a light show before every home match. Like, it was that good. So obviously, fans also- <laughs> Ever blowing bubbles before the players walk out to the pitch. Uh, right now, and Moise has mentioned it on numerous occasion. right now, you go to the stadium and it feels like a fortress right now. That's what we're mm. trying to build on at, at, at home soil. And the, the fans have been terrific. And yeah, long may it continue because we have been the, uh, the 12th man.
0: Absolutely. Um, just some last final questions then. Uh, um, what's the best game you've seen in person?
2: Oh, I'm on the spot now. Best game I've seen in person. What does that have to be? West Ham or any game? Any game, oh, you fucking on the spot. Oh, I'll probably say, you know, that match where Charlotte scored four goals for Arsenal, yeah, against yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Match. that match. Was yeah. ridiculous. Wow. I was younger time,
2: but that match is ridiculous.
0: That was amazing. That was amazing. That I like that. I like that. Um, and then who is going to win the Premier League this season?
2: Well, that's easy. West Ham. Let me be see. Let, okay, let be let, let me be serious. I'm gonna say Chelsea. I think Chelsea have the best squad in the Premier League right now. Mm-hmm. I like Liverpool. I, I'm, I'm liking the progress they're making, but generally when it comes to Africa Cup of Nations, they're gonna be about mm. like, Sudden Mane. I think that I think I think right now it's good to see them having a good start, but I think that month will be so so uh so key for them. I I just don't feel like they'll they'll be able to Play the same about Mane and Salah, so and then yeah, no one's no one's really talking about Man United winning titles, so I'm not even going to go there. And <laughs> man City, Man City, I like Man City, but I just I just don't think they can say it about a striker.
0: Mm. I really don't. Mm. They just get some weird results, bit. don't they?
2: Yeah, they do. But I just I just Haseeb I just, hasn't really convinced me as a striker. To be fair, they got a young a young up striker called um, Liam Delap, the son of Rory Delap.
0: Yeah, very very good and, striker, man. Legend, Rory. And I got,
2: yeah, and obviously I cover, I cover a lot of UT games for West Ham, so I've seen him and he's a really good player, but obviously it's a different thing for playing on the 23s to Premier League, so the jury's mm. out on, the, on how he'll adapt to first team. So yeah, I reckon Chelsea will win the Premier League title.
0: And then uh, finally, um, we're having a little debate in our group chat. Trent Alexander-Arnold versus Reese James, who are you going for?
2: What kind of question is this? This is Trent Alexander all day long. This
0: what? Coach would love your answer. <laughs>
2: coach would love your Trent... answer. There isn't even a question. Which is Trent Alexander all day long? Listen, Rich sure, James, James, James is good. Don't get me wrong. Rich James is really output. good. I know he's really good, but I'm having Trent all day long. Assists, good from free kicks, goals, the occasional goal, I should say. No, Trent, Trent all day long. But Rich yeah, James is good.
1: Rashane, not to not to make this a long debate, but everything you've just mentioned, <laughs> everything you've just mentioned, Reese James does. He scores three kicks. Reese James has scored how many? I think it's five goals this season already. Three kicks. You know. Reese James Reece has James got three kicks. James has got three kicks. Go watch him. Go watch. Yeah, go YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Watch Reese sure. James. So, sure. Every, yeah, and, and so everything you said about Trent I'm 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 not defending Reese James. I'm just I'm just being playing the other side. Every everything you said about Reece, um Trent, someone can say the same about Reese James. So anyway, so I uh, you know it's just the way you said Trent Alexander Arnold so so swiftly. Nah, it's
2: trend it's I'll tell you what, yeah. Mm. 90th minute, it's it's one one. And whoever mm. the school is this, you get hundred mil. Who are you putting on it to take the free kick? Reece James or, or Trent? <laughs> That'd be
1: Trent, David Trent? Beckham David Beckham. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> David Beckham. <laughs> oh man! It's Trent all day
2: long. It's Trent all day. You've <laughs> got a Trent lover, okay? But but the
0: right. uh, isn't isn't Reese James a better defender
2: though? Oh, you hit me then, Gary Neville. Questions. Uh, is he a better defender?
0: Now the fact that you're thinking about
1: this year is actually crazy. Reese James is 100 percent right, a better defender than the re- Trent. The reason
2: why I think right now Trent's trying to get the England squad because. Southgate has a reservation about him defensively. But in terms yeah. of offensively, Trent is some, Trent's really good. So I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you that Reese James perhaps is it defensively, but in terms of offensively, Trent all day long. All day long.
0: <laughs> Love it. So you've been listening <laughs> to the Front Free podcast with myself, Big Will. Uh, the prodigy himself it's is that, well, Well, well
2: yeah. it sounds it's, it's like, like the front two now because AJ has gone quiet. <laughs> you has gone
0: very quiet
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here
0: <laughs> so that's the front three with myself big will the prodigy himself aj and of course a massive massive thank you to our special guest moshane uh thomas of the athletic make sure you read his work follow him on twitter as well and we'll be back very soon for another episode of the front Free, hopefully with coach dan as well uh see you next time